0: I want to start a series where you can kind of get to know some stories about me uh so today i'm going to tell a story i played a football game in dallas with the usa under 16 select team uh the difference between the usa u16 select team and the u USA 16 team is a USA 16 team actually goes nationally. They travel and all that stuff. The select team is just they're selected to play this one game against another team. And the other team that we played against was Panama. But I want to start from the beginning and work all the way up to the game. So the day I got or the day I found out that I was gonna have an opportunity to play for the usa team uh which the game is played in texas at AT at&t stadium where um the cowboys play so i i was familiar with the stadium i was familiar with the usa team so i was coming into practice one day and i think it was a winter practice i'm not really sure what time of year it was but i come into practice and there's a little envelope in my Locker and I you know I looked at it It said USA team and automatically I was like oh my god you know So I opened it up And it said hey you've been Invited to the regional It was much more Formal than that but You know it said that I'm gonna Go to a regional Tryout And uh, You know the top 15% is Gonna be invited to the training camp and then so many players out of each position from the training camp is going to get selected to play in the USA team or on the USA team. So, you know, I, I got my paper and I was excited about it. And, uh, one of my teammates, Devin Alderson actually got that invitation too. So we was going to go together. So I, I got home, told mom about it. She signed me up. Awesome. So, the regional, um, the regional camp was, you know, non-padded. It wasn't. It didn't have to have anything, but you know, your cleats, and that's pretty much it. So we go to Atlanta, Georgia, which is where the camp was at this high school, Kennesaw, I think. Um, and we get there the night before. and know, I'm nervous about it because, really, at that point was the first camp I've ever really been to, so the nerves were kinda peaked out at that point because I knew what kind of talent was gonna be there, and I didn't know if I could stack up with that kind of talent at that time because my confidence was kind of low but um so we wake up the next morning, and it's fine. We get to the high school, and, you know, you walk in, there's music playing, and they give you your little jersey, and they gave us a band that went around our um, wrist that indicated what grade you was in. So, at that point, I was a sophomore, I believe, so I got a, a little gray band that indicated that I was a sophomore. So, we got outside, and Devin was with me because he signed up, so... We got outside and we got on the field. And uh, also I want to say that this was a two-day camp. So it was one day you was there and then the next day you came back and you've done another one or another camp. So it's a two-day event. So we came that one day and then the camp started and automatically I knew that I had at least a chance to get invited to training camp so that day went by and it was fine the second day was the day that we was going to do the one-on-ones and everything else so you know I was going against juniors and seniors because all the high schoolers were together doing the one-on-ones alignment so you know I went against some juniors and I held my ground uh and then some of the seniors kind of got the best of me And once the seniors got the best of me, I thought, you know, I've lost. You know, they're not going to invite me back. Because at that point, I didn't really know that they was going to notice that those were seniors and I was just a sophomore. So then my confidence kind of got low. And then after uh, all the camps were done and we was kind of walking off the field, the coach, you know, called me over and he gave me a little card that had all his information on it. And, uh, you know, it kind of raised my confidence a little bit. But we got home, and then I'd say probably two months went by or so. And uh, I got the email that I was going to be invited back to the training camp, which the training camp was in Canton, Ohio. There was one in Canton, Ohio, and there was one somewhere in the western, out next to California, I think. So there was two training camps, and they – Brought back the top 15% from all the regional camps. So I got invited back to Canton, Ohio, and this is a three-day event. You get to stay on campus at, I forget what college it was, but you get to stay on campus there, get to live the complete college student-athlete lifestyle. So automatically you know we get the call or get the email that i'm gonna go to canton ohio and automatically you know stoked or excited about going and then you know i read and it said that it's a padded camp you know helmet shoulder pads all that stuff and i was like uh you know i don't know how well i uh i match up with people that are at that point i was not a lot shorter than i am now but you know i was probably five eight five nine or so now i'm i'm pushing six feet so I didn't have a lot of confidence going into this because I knew that people were going to weigh more than me, going to be bigger than me. And so, you know, I kind of looked past all that or tried to, you know, I mom signed me up for the training camp, locked me in there. So we went to Canton and, you know, I, I get there, we get all the, you know, the bags and the shirts and the sleeveless cutoffs and all that stuff. And, uh, You know, I get my roommate because when you get to college, they assign you a roommate. So my roommate was, uh, I'm pretty sure his name was Braxton Caldwell. And me and him was going to room together. So when I got to my room, he was already in there. So, you know, we, I put all my stuff down and, you know, my parents were still in there at the time. And then they walked out. It was just me and Braxton. I was like, uh... I was like, so how are you feeling about the camp? He said, I'm nervous as you can possibly be. And I was like, I was like, same. So we we hit it off pretty well. So that part was over. Cause I was really worried that my roommate was gonna be a weirdo and I wouldn't, you know, get along with him or something like that. But he was he was cool. Um so me and him kinda hung out uh over the three days. But the first day, uh, we went to the field. And uh, we just had like a normal basic practice, you know, do your steps, getting your stances, and all that stuff. And then the real stuff started the second day because uh, we had to wake up at like five because we had to be at the cafeteria for breakfast at six. So we woke up at five, you know, we brushed our teeth, took a shower, whatever. And uh, we got to the cafeteria at six and. We had a meeting the first day when we first got there that they're going to be watching us, whether we think they're not, they're watching us, they're watching what time we get there, they're watching, you know, everything that we do. So me and him, was like, you know, we're going to show up 15, 20 minutes early to everything. That way they know that what we're about, you know, we're not going to be late, we're going to be on time, we're going to do things right. So... You know, we get to breakfast 15, 20 minutes early. We get to all the team meetings 15 to 20 minutes early. And um, that was a big thing for us too is that when we get to where we want to go 15, 20 minutes early, we get to talk to the coaches because they're the only ones there really because when we got there – We was the only ones there for a short period of time, then more people would come. But when we got there early, we got to talk to the coaches more. And talking to the coaches more meant that they would remember us because they would have, you know, more conversations with us than any other player because we were showing up so early. So another thing that helped us out with that kind of stuff was team meetings. And that was kind of weird for us because – or for me, at my high school – Uh, Metcalf, we have team meetings, but not really position meetings. They go into depth and take notes. And that was really weird because, you know, I didn't really know what to write down and what not to write down. So every time they would say something, I would just start writing stuff down. And, uh, they was kind of, you know, looking at me and, uh, you know, I was just writing down words and plays and stuff. They just kind of looked at them, they was like, you don't have to write down every single thing we say. Just write down the teaching points. And I was like, oh, I was just going to write down everything. So yeah, that was weird. The team meeting part was kind of shell-shocked for me because that was kind of the first time I've ever really took notes in a team meeting. So uh, the second day, like I said, we woke up, we ate breakfast, we went to a team meeting, then we had practice. So this was kind of the first contact uh, event that we've done. Because like I said, the first day was kind of just like the basics, do steps, do all that stuff. So we went and we hit a little bit and, you know, I was feeling good. I was feeling like uh, these people don't, um, they don't outpower me. They're not anything, you know, terrific that I can't handle So, at that point, after the first practice, I was like, you know, I compete with these guys. I was, my confidence was way up at that point. And I got back to the room and we went to sleep and then we was going to get ready for the next day. But the third day was, we done a little scrimmage type deal. And I didn't do too well in the scrimmage. Uh, I had some plays that were really good, but... You know, overall, the whole scrimmage itself for me didn't go very well. Uh, I don't know if I got too confident with the, like I said, the day two with all the contact stuff. I felt really uh, confident. I don't know if my confidence got to me and I thought I was just better or uh, what happened. But when the scrimmage came, I was just, you know, I, I don't know. I was just flat. So we actually had two practices on the third day so in the morning we was going to scrimmage and then and the the second practice that day we was just going to do straight just one-on-ones one-on-one competition and just you know stuff like that so the the first thing we done after the first practice was we go eat lunch so automatically i was like you know what i'm gonna you know eat a bunch of protein i'm gonna do all that stuff in my mind that was just gonna help my performance, So I went to the cafeteria, you know, I got a, they had a little protein shake there. So I got a protein shake and, uh, I drank some water, you know, ate a little bit. And I think the practices, I think that practice was like at 10. So I think the next practice was at like three or four. So, you know, I went back to the room and I chilled out. And when I got back to the next practice, I think my mind was like, you know, I got to play hard and I got to make sure that I'm doing the right techniques and I think that helped me a lot in the second practice because I had that experience in the first practice was like you know I'm not untouchable I you know I know that my confidence got up but I got to stay level-headed and I got to go into the second practice thinking that you know these guys are you know a lot a lot tougher than I imagined they would be so I would try my absolute hardest so, in the second practice, you know we' done some board drills and i' done very, I done really well uh you know a lot of the coaches were um you not know, complimenting me, so I think that made my confidence go up but overall, after all the stuff we you know we went to uh the n f l Hall of fame, and that was uh really cool but when I got home and I was looking back on kind of the overall of the training camp, I was like, you know I don't know. How well I done, because I think there was only there was only 10 linemen that got back from the training camp into the team. And so from Canton and from the other uh training camp, like I said, I don't really know where it was, but from both of these training camps, you know, I there was probably fifteen to twenty linemen at mine and probably fifteen, twenty linemen at the other one. So we're looking at possibly 40 linemen, and they're going to take a fourth of them. So, you know, automatically in my mind, I had that bad day uh, or I had that bad practice. Uh, they're just going to, you know, look out. They're probably only going to watch that practice in my mind. I was thinking the worst. So, you know, uh, they was they were sending invites toward the end of the year, you know, October, September, uh you know, kind of in that time period, and I wasn't getting an invite, I wasn't, you know, nothing was coming through my email or anything like that, and I was seeing all these people on Twitter, was like, you know, I'm so glad to get, uh, uh, an an invite to be on the USA team, and I was like, dang, I didn't get invited, so I was, you know, really down on myself at that point, uh, and then December came, and, um, I was, you know, I I really forgot about it at that point. And I was thinking that, you know, I'm never going back to a camp again because no matter what I do, I can't, you know, get on the team. And that was a very bad attitude. And I I think that, you know, God kind of, you know, heard that. Like he heard, like he hears everything. So one day I was uh, working out in the morning and I came home and I took a nap and, uh, mom called me and she was like, Logan's going to come to get you. And, uh, he's going to bring you to the office. And I was like, you know, was there a death in the family or something? So, you know, I looked at my phone and it said USA football team. When she hung up, I got a notification because when I get emails, it comes across. So it said USA football team. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I opened it, and it said, "Congratulations! You've been selected to uh, play for the USA U sixteen select team." And you know, automatically, it was just like an overwhelming feeling of confidence. You know, um, you know, I was very thankful for you know my mom signing me up for the regional because I didn't really know if I wanted to do it because I knew how much work it would be. So I was thankful that I was going to get the opportunity to go all the way to Texas because at that point I'd never been anywhere really except for Florida. So to be able to go to Texas and play in a stadium that I've watched on TV several times and is notably the biggest stadium in the world was kind of crazy to me and it's still crazy to me that I went there. But, you know, once I got the – um Once I got the email and mom signed me up and it was all finished, I was like, you know, wow! I'm gonna go to Texas and I'm gonna play in AT&T Stadium. So, automatically, I called my coach, Coach LJ, and I called my lineman coach at the time, uh, Jared Van Zant, and uh, they was they was happy for me and um, uh, Devin. He got invited back to the training camp but you know the money was a little much and that's something i'm really thankful for too is that uh my family's really um stable uh financially so it was really um a blessing to have that kind of family that um you know could do these things so a Like I said earlier with the training camp, my confidence was kind of low, and I was like, I don't know if I can compete with these guys. And that was the same deal with, like, I don't know if I could compete with these people from overseas, you know, these people that, you know, come from way different backgrounds, didn't even grow up in America. So that was a big jump for me as well. So the day we was going to leave for – texas you know i've never been on a plane before no uh note that so you know going to the airport was a unique experience for me because i've never been uh going through security and all that stuff was kind of wild again because i've never done it so you know we get on the plane and it's just like you see in the movies just two aisles three seats so uh it, it it was really uh weird for me taking off because, uh, it's just kind of a feeling that I've never felt before. So when you, cause I was sitting on the window seat, so I could, I was right next to the window. I could see out the window. So automatically I just want to look out the window. So, you know, we stop, we're on the runway and we take off, you know, it's kind of jarring back, jarring you back. So I'm looking out the window and I see how fast we're going. And I'm like, Oh, we got to get a lot faster than this. And I was and uh and all of a sudden I feel, you know, we're elevating up. And I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> and uh at that moment it didn't really register that we had to go sideways to, you know, get um, you know, where we we're supposed to go. Cause, you know, the runway doesn't lead to all places. We have to turn and we have to head to where we're going. So when I was looking out the window and we started turning, I was like, You know, we're going to crash. So (laughs) that was uh, a scary moment for me, my first time flying. So once we got up and we got, you know, no level, we was cruising, that was fine. Then when we landed, that was kind of a weird experience because when I looked out, all I saw was houses and I was like, there's no runway. And then as soon as he was about to hit the ground, you saw the, you know, the lights where, so the planes can see at night and then the runway and then we landed and it was all fine so the people who went with me that day was tyler and my brother keaton um so we get there and we're getting off of the uh we're getting off of the plane and we go through and we got our luggage and everything's fine so we go to our hotel and uh we kind of we was kind of like uh not knowing what to do because really at that point no one's really been in a big city like that before uh off of an airplane so we finally get to our um rental car and you know we're driving we notice this little like You know, little roof over some trees, but it's a long way away. It's like, it's like Tyler said, it's seven miles away when we saw this roof, and I was like, "Is that AT and T?" And he was like, "There's no way." He said, "That's seven miles away," and we kept driving, and the roof kept getting bigger and bigger, and we, you know, went around this little curve, and there it sat, AT and T Stadium, and it was literally the biggest building that I could possibly imagine in my head, imagination, anything. This place was huge. And I was like, I don't like I was like it's hard to imagine that I'm going to be playing in this huge arena that a lot of NFL Hall of Famers, a lot of legendary events has happened in this place, and it was hard for me to imagine that I was going to be playing in there. But we finally get to our hotel room and we, you know, we get settled in, we go to sleep. And the next day we had to um, go to the meeting where all the players were going to get together and we was going to get on a bus and we was going to go to our hotel. So we get there the next day and uh, we, you know, they hand us all the bags and all the merchandise and stuff that we get for being on the team. And, uh, a guy walked up to me while we was there and he was like, uh, you know, we got to do a photo shoot for the, um, for the screen up top when you run out. And I was like, a photo shoot. He was like, yeah, you got to put your, uh, put your pants on and put your cleats on everything that you were going to, are going to wear in the game and, you know, come in here and there's a photo shoot. And I was like, oh wow. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Because I'm not much of a you know showy person, or I wasn't at that time. I wasn't really a showy person, you know, look at me kind of stuff. So I saw photo shoots on TV and social media and stuff, but other than that, I didn't really know what to do. So I got all my stuff on, and I go out there, and there's these two camera guys, and there's a little camera, like kind of hovering like a drone kind of thing. And they was like, you know, stand on the X and do a pose. And I was like, I don't know what kind of pose to do. And so there was a girl that was, you know, when we walked in, she was going to check our name off to make sure that everybody on the team got their photo shoot. And she was like, oh, just do this. And so, you know, you know, flex your muscles. And I was like, okay. And it was just kind of awkward because I've never really done stuff like that. So that was the first awkward experience for that, uh be on the team so when the photo shoot was done they had a meeting you know they're like you know we've selected y'all because we think you're the best out of all the camps that we done and then we went to uh went to the bus and everybody got on and at that moment i realized that i don't have a friend on here you know there's no one And I wasn't really social uh, at that point in my life yet. So it was kind of awkward, you know, and kind of lonely being the only one, you know, sitting in my seat. And all the other guys were kind of talking to each other. And I was just kind of antisocial at that point. So, uh, you know, we were on the bus, we get to our hotel room, we go in, they have a meeting, and they're like, you know, when I call your name, come up here, we're going to give you the key to your room, so they called my room number, I think it was, like, on the third floor, like, 319, I think, or something like that, and, you know, they call my name, I go up there, and I go up to my room, and, uh, I go, and I, you know, put the key in there, open the door, and there's another person in there, I was like, I was like, uh, I think you got the wrong room, he was like, 319? I was like, yeah, 319, and he was like, no, this is my room, I was like, this is my room, so, I didn't know that we were supposed to have a roommate. I thought I was going to get a room to myself, and he was like, no, it's 319. I was like, oh. So, me and him kind of hit it off at the beginning, and that was really good, too. Just like the training camp, uh, we kind of just was kind of happy that each other wasn't weird. So... That was kind of cool to have that experience first off and know that I'm not going to be alone the whole time so I can get along with this guy and then we're going to have a friendship going on and then we can branch out to other people at the same time. So me and him kind of stuck together the whole trip. So this was a four-day thing. So, you know, you'd wake up early, go to breakfast, you'd have team meetings and all that stuff. So the first two days uh, were fine, but the second... Days that morning we had a practice, and the night before it came a flood there was like a tornado warning and um the The temperature had dropped dr- uh, drastically I mean the temperature had dropped probably twenty to thirty degrees that night, so uh we get out there and it's freezing. the first time I have ever wore a hoodie and sweatpants was in texas in texas it's supposed to be hot so uh you know we get out there and you know everybody's putting their gloves on and everybody's putting their hoods up and tying it real tight and all the coaches are like you control what you can control it's not even that cold out here while he's sitting over there shivering so you know uh after that practice there was a team meeting and then there was going to be another practice after the first practice You know, uh, they give us our lunch in a bag, and, you know, I'm walking over to the bus, and I get on the bus, and I'm eating. And uh, I check my phone, and my mom texts me, and uh, she was like, you know, do you want us to come watch practice? And I was like, you don't even understand. Save yourself. It is freezing cold out here. (laughs) So they didn't come to watch a practice, and I think that was kind of a good thing because when I got to the stadium, that was the first time they've seen me play football in a while. So that was really cool that they hadn't seen me for three or four days. And now they're seeing me on this, you know, this magnificent field with a magnificent arena around me. And I think that was really cool for them to see me. And it was really cool for me to be in that kind of situation and be on TV. So on the third day, I remember it was the third day because I kind of locked it in my mind when this happened. We was having a team meeting and uh you know, he was going over all the plays and all the stunts and stuff like that. And after we was done, he uh or our coach, Coach Corey Drake, or Drag Drake, I hope I'm saying that right, but uh he was sitting down kinda of talked to and talking to us casually. So I was just kinda sitting there, you know, I'd butt in every now and then, but I wouldn't say really a lot. Like 'cause because like I said, I wasn't very social at that point in my life. But uh he was talking to this other kid, uh, that was there, and he was like, uh, I forget what name he called me but he'll he'll we'll call him we'll call him Dean for this purpose. But he was like, Yeah, Dean text me and he was like, I can't come to the game because I broke my leg and I was like in my mind, I was like, uh, so I'm a replacement. I'm only here because someone hurt theirself, and then I was the 11th guy. So that was really crazy in my mind that I squeeze in to my position by the hair of my chinny chin chin. That if that guy didn't get hurt, I wouldn't have had this experience at all. So I think God really works. He works so hard to make the, his plan work. And it was, it's just really tough to put into words how, how crazy it was to hear that and then think that if he didn't get hurt, then I just, I wouldn't, I'd never have this experience, I'd never have stories to tell like this, and it's just, you know, insane, so the game, so game day, we, you know, we wake up in the morning, our game was like 8 a.m., I think, and, you know, we wake up at like 5, and we have to, you know, have breakfast, and then we go out in a parking lot, and we have a, a walkthrough. And we go on the bus, and mind you that on the game day was the first time that I had ever been in the stadium, ever. So we get on the bus, and uh, we get like a mile away from the stadium, and our head coach turns around, and he's like, uh, everybody get their phones out because this is really cool. And I was like, uh, yes. So I grab my phone, and I uh, get the camera out. And, uh, we start going down a little, um, ramp kind of deal. And, uh, the garage look kind of looked like a garage door, but it was much wider than a garage door, but it raised up and you could see kind of green in there. And then, you know, we kept on going down the ramp and then it just kind of hit us all on the bus, especially the players, uh you know you could we could see inside AT&T stadium we could we were we was on you know field level uh kind of um probably 50 yards or so away from the actual turf uh and it just kind of hit us all that we're going to be playing on that here come you know it was probably an hour before game time and uh you know the bus drives us in right next to our locker room um and instantly it hit me because I'm a big uh, WWE fan, or I was at that time. And I um, WrestleMania 30 was in AT&T Stadium. So I was like, wow, all my favorite um, WWE superstars have been walking. I guarantee they've been in this locker room. So that was really cool. But um, I was very nervous because I knew that I was going to be on national television and I was going to, you know, all my friends were going to be watching and it was going to be really something to tell when all this is over. And just like now I can tell all these stories. So we get all our stuff on, you know, I'm like, I'm almost shaken that I'm so nervous. So, you know, we do our stretch lines uh, in our locker room actually because we didn't have enough time to uh, warm up on the field, because there was there was a really tight schedule that they wanted to run, and because it was on TV, so that experience was really wild to me as well. Because they they accounted for the walk to the field, which was I think it was a four minute. And twenty-seven second exactly, walk from the locker room to the field, and they had it. And they had it set to where at four minutes and forty-five seconds, uh, they was gonna start doing. Um, they was gonna start doing all the announcements, and those gonna start calling the players out. So, me not knowing that I was going to be introduced individually was something insane. So, we know, we warm up on the field, and it's, it's cool, and it's awesome. And, you know, being in that stadium, it's like anything you can ever imagine. It's, like, so amazing. So we go back to the locker room. You know, he gives us his little pregame speech. And uh, we get in this little inflatable, like, you know, tunnel, and that's where it all hit me. All the cameras were in the tunnel and they was taking pictures and there was a lot of snapping. And uh that that moment I'll never forget in my mind and I have the mental, you know, pictures in my mind of what that looked like and I still remember it today and I could vividly like I like it happened yesterday, I can still remember it. They was like, um, you know, we're starting an offense. And Panama, which is who we played, they're going to start on defense. So I need uh, all everybody that's going to start on offense up um, in the front. So I was one of the starting offensive linemen for that team. So I go to the front, and they was like, um, I need Tanner Jesse to be first. And I was like, oh, my. I was like, I don't know what to do, like. He said he said to stand here and uh you know they got everybody behind me in order and he was like when they call your name I want you to run out there and I want you to do something cool and I was like something cool I was like okay I was like okay I'll try and uh you know they introduced Panama starting defense and I saw what I saw what uh, what all they was doing and I was like I don't know like I'm not that kind of flashy so they got to the point where they was going to call us out and, you know, they call my name and I, you know, I kind of reached my hand through the little curtain there and I spread it apart to run out. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I start jogging and I kind of tap my chest and I kind of point up to the sky and they took a picture as soon as that happened. And it kind of looks like I'm pointing at the sign behind me, AT&T Stadium and it really it was really the perfect picture because it kind of symbolized that even though I'm from a little small town in Kentucky that you know no matter where you're from you can make it to a place like that and i think that picture really symbolizes that you know no matter where you come from no matter what people think around you because you know from from this little small town, Metcalf, you know, a lot of people just expect you that expect you to, you know, you're going to be an athlete in high school. And after that, you're going to go and you're going to work. Maybe you're going to work for a factory. You're going to be a nurse, going to be a lawyer, whatever. And then you might, you might have a little bit of following. But now, you know, I went to play at ATT Stadium and I was like, wow. You know, I was like, I am you know, here in Texas playing AT&T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play, and I never thought I would be here ever. And I think that was a really good uh, confidence boost for me as well because even now when I get nervous for my own football games, I'm like, you know, Tanner, you've played in in AT&T Stadium, you know, the biggest arena in the world, On national television, Tanner. There's nothing to be nervous about. And I think being nervous for games isn't a bad thing. I think it uh, symbolizes that you care. But I try to calm myself down to have a level mindset. Uh, Because they always say never make a decision when, you know, you're mad. So I try to stay level-minded because I don't play good when I'm mad, I don't play good, when I'm thinking about something else, I need to be level minded to play to my potential. So when the game starts, uh I I've never played this team before. I've never heard their language. So when our offense was done our huddle, we run out there and automatically their defense starts uh, making adjustments and they're talking to the language. And I was like, what are they doing? And then it hit me. I was like, Oh, they don't speak English. I was like, Oh my. So, uh, you know, we, 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 um, we go down the field and we score and, uh, the next drive we come out and, you know, I get this kid on the ground and, uh, we're getting up and he says something to me, and uh, like I said, he don't speak English, so I don't know what he's saying. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you too. I don't know what he was saying to me. He could have been calling me every name in the book, but I'm like, you too. And I guarantee you, he don't know what I said either because he don't speak English. So the fourth quarter comes around, and uh, you know, I kind of get, I kind, I was going down for a double team on the D tackle, and the linebacker comes, kind of clips me in the side of the head, and I come to the sideline. I'm like you know, can I get some ibuprofen because I got, I just kind of got clipped in the side of the head and, you know, I got a little bit of headache and automatically, you know, they're calling trainers over and they're, you know, checking me out for concussion and they don't put me back in. So that was very hard for me because I wanted to finish the game out and I knew that there was nothing wrong with me. I just got clipped inside the head real good and I had a headache. And uh, it turned out I didn't have a concussion or anything. But I can see where they're coming from, where they don't want to put me in this um, in this game because it doesn't really mean a lot because there's no championship on the line or anything. It's kind of just for the experience and kind of to learn. So, but still, that kind of messed with me mentally because I wanted to finish that game. So, uh in my mind, I had it. I was like, you know, I'm never telling anybody when anything's hurting, because you know that was the worst experience, sitting on the sideline and watching as everybody else. And it was a close game too. I think we we lost, but we didn't lose by a lot. I think we lost by like a touch, like one touchdown or something. And uh, the mindset of not telling anybody what I hurt kind of changed when I when um my school got an athletic trainer like cuz my school is really small so we don't have the, all this high technology stuff so that kind of changed when we got a new not new but an A athletic trainer and I you know I kind of went to her and then she would you know see about it and she 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 does really good her job and understanding that the athletes, you know, don't really know what's going on. So she kind of pushed that into perspective and she does what the best thing to do for us is. But back to the game, you know, after the game, you know, my family was on the field and you know, I talked to them for a bit and they were telling me how proud they was of me and uh you know, I went I ran back through that little tunnel, that little uh, inflatable tunnel and i was I was like you know i did I never really uh sunk all this in. I never really took a moment to kind of look around, and I was just kind of in the game so i uh, when when I really thought about that, you know I was halfway through the uh next tunnel, which was like an actual like concrete tunnel uh I actually turned around and started jogging back, and I kind of looked through the uh, the curtains there where we came out, and I kind of uh, I was like, "Remember this, because you're probably never going to be back at AT&T Stadium." So I kind of looked around, took a moment to look around, and then I went back to the locker room and I said goodbye to everybody that I'd been around for four days, and uh, I packed everything up. And wh- how they done it was they. There was a person at the doorway of our locker room, and they said, "When you're done uh, getting dressed and ready to go, uh, they'll take four people at a time back to the concourse area where our families was." And you know, I walked through there, and it was really cool to see all the uh, all the stuff that we didn't really get to see because we was just kind of from outside to the locker room, in our locker room, to the field. So we didn't get to see everything. So we got on an elevator, went up, and, you know, my family was sitting there, and we took some pictures, and it was really cool. And, uh, you know, we got in our rental, and we went to the airport right after the game. We got on the plane, and we came back home. And looking back at it now, If I could do, like I said, if I could do anything differently, I don't like to live in regret, but the only thing that I would have done differently is be in the moment, like I said, is during the game, take a moment to look around and take stuff in during the game, because even after the game, I don't think it was the same. Because they was kinda of getting ready for the next game because there was a U sixteen, U seventeen, U eighteen team. So I don't think it was the same as during the game. So if I could do anything differently, I would um take it take it all in during the game, and take that moment in. But yeah, that's uh that's pretty much it, uh, for this episode. I think I'm gonna do more uh episodes like this. Uh and yeah. Everybody go follow my Instagram. It's uh Tanner underscore fifty-six 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 because TJ underscore fifty-six was taken. So uh but follow my Twitter, it's at TKJ underscore fifty-six uh And if you would like to make a donation to my podcast or my, uh, YouTube, uh, that would be much appreciated because right now I'm just doing it on my phone. So, uh, yeah, that would be really appreciated. Make sure to go follow my TikTok, uh, Tanner underscore J 56. Go follow my YouTube. Uh, it's just Tanner Jesse. I'm sure if you look it up, you can, uh, find it but uh, follow the um this podcast and uh, everybody be good and i'll see you next time